1: The And, now,
0: and it's so great to have you here for another episode on if you don't like that today's show is brought to you by new works plumbing of sacramento locally owned for over 20 years new works has a fix for you. For your plumbing needs and repairs, just go to newworksplumbing.com. That's N-E-W-W-R-X plumbing.com. And if you happen to have an emergency in the middle of the night, New Works will be there with their 24-7 service. Again, for your plumbing needs and repairs, just go to newworksplumbing.com. That's N-E-W-W-R-X plumbing.com couple of programming notes. Tomorrow and every Wednesday during the NBA season, Jerry Reynolds will join me. Yes, indeed. That will be on my YouTube live channel at 3 o'clock Pacific. Mondays and Fridays, Sean Salisbury to talk about the NFL and college football. And we will mix in some baseball as well. Sean is a huge baseball fan. So uh, really looking forward to all of these shows. And again, Jerry Reynolds to talk Kings and the NBA on Wednesdays, 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Pacific on my YouTube channel live if you don't like that with Grant Napier. I I don't know about you, but I am so tired of the NFL's social justice messaging. I mean, I'm I'm just so over it. And I got to tell you, when I watch the NFL on Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays, I love the teams that have no social messaging on their helmets. Like last Monday, watching the Giants and the Cowboys, I thought it was so refreshing that on the back of the Dallas helmets, it said Cowboys, and on the back of the Giants helmets, nothing. They just had that white foam underneath their helmet. No messaging at all. Doesn't say Giants, doesn't say end racism, doesn't say Black Lives Matter, doesn't say choose love. It doesn't say it takes all of us. It's a football team. I'm so done with the social justice messaging in the National Football League. And I would say this. Last night in the Kansas City-Las Vegas game, game that went down to the wire, there was a disturbing video of Devontae Adams of the Raiders leaving the field and pushing down a utility individual, a person that obviously was carrying some broadcast equipment, and pushed him down to the ground. And afterwards, apologized on social media. And I don't want to get carried away here, but can you imagine what the rhetoric would be. Can you imagine what the noise would be today if that were a white player pushing down a black individual? All hell would break loose. And I would say this, in all fairness, a lot of people were critical of Devontae Adams. It was a mistake. It was a really bad look. But we've had a lot of bad looks for the National Football League. We've had a lot of bad looks in pro sports. I mean, I'm not even going to get into society because I could do this show 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year if we really talked about all the bad things that are going on in society now. So, you know, sports really is a microcosm of what's going on in our country, in my opinion. But I always talk about Phil Mushnick. And I read Phil's columns twice weekly because I believe in common sense. And I love people that aren't afraid to write the truth. And I don't agree with everything that Phil of the New York Post writes, but I agree with most of the things that he writes. And at the very least, it makes me think, and if I'm not educated in a certain area, such as music, I do more research. And speaking of music, I wanted to read this as it pertains to the National Football League from Phil Mushnick. This was in the column over the weekend. You can find it at nypost.com. Phil wrote, in its insulting public relations campaign to rid or reduce the presumed high number of white racists, the NFL, under the guidance of Commissioner Roger Goodell, has chosen the league's largest stage to promote every negative stereotype and self enslaving reality that promotes and sustains black America in corrosive cultural reverse. Consider that the NFL's latest Goodell-certified selection to headline the Super Bowl halftime show is more of the shameless same. The NFL, no better ideas yet again under Goodell, has selected Rihanna, whose popularity is at least partially predicated on her recordings, performances, and lyrics that Goodell wouldn't repeat as highly inappropriate for him and his. But her act has been selected as perfect for you and yours on Super Bowl Sunday. Let's examine Rihanna's words from a tune tamely named Needed Me. Ready, Roger? The word edits are mine, not that they'd have otherwise been printed. Now, before I read this, I'm not going to edit it. I'm going to read the lyrics as they're written with the exception of the N-word. Here we go. I was good on my own, that's the way it was. That's the way it was. You was good on the low for a faded fuck on some faded love. Shit, what the fuck you complaining for? You was just another N-word on the hit list, trying to fix your inner issues with a bad bitch. Didn't they tell you that I was a savage? Fuck your white horse and a carriage. And Phil goes on and writes, and that's just a sample of her parade of vulgarity. Yet, she's Goodell's latest choice to entertain the nation on Super Bowl Sunday. Follow the bouncing ball, Raj. In the meantime, Goodell continues to have the back of the end zone stenciled in conspicuously large words that read, it takes all of us and end racism. Yep, he's a social activist. Now, let me ask you, is there anyone that can disagree with that seriously? Do you disagree with Phil Mushnick just wrote? Do you disagree with his stance of the double standards of Roger Goodell and the commissioner of the National Football League? Again, when I watch the NFL now, I absolutely love it when I don't see any of these, and I'm going to call it ridiculous, absurd social messaging on the back of helmets. I despise it for a couple of reasons. I hate it in sports. It is such a turnoff for me. Not a turnoff where I'm turning off the game, so I'm being transparent here. It hasn't forced me to stop watching the NFL. But when I see it, I just get a bad feeling. I, I When I say a bad feeling, it pisses me off. I don't like it. I don't want it in sports, okay? I don't want it in sports. And there are several reasons for that, okay? I believe sports is sports. I've said this for years and years and years and years and years. I don't want politics involved in sports. I don't want social messaging involved in sports. That's not why I watch sports. And the other reason why I despise it is that the players that wear their social messaging on the back of their helmets don't live up to what they're wearing on their uniforms. All right. Some do, but many don't. And again, to me, it comes across as hypocritical and when I look at the halftime shows and the lyrics that Phil Mushnick points out seemingly every year, I can't really disagree with what he is saying. Now, entertainment is entertainment. You could make the argument when you go to a action movie and, you know, you pay 10 bucks to sit in a nice theater and watch people get shot up and everything else, you can say, well, you know, that's not really the real world. I'm not going to leave the movie theater and do that as well. Unfortunately, there are some acts... Of violence that seem to carry over from the screen to society. But the point I'm trying to make is pop culture, entertainment, do we need to just put that on the side and say, well, you know, it has a place in society just like vulgar comedy acts, which unfortunately are becoming few and far between now, but you get my drift. I mean, would George Carlin be able to be as successful today as he was? Would Andrew Dice Clay be able to do The routines that he used to do back whenever, now, would that fly? Or would the mob come after George Carlin? Would they come after those like Andrew Dice Clay? Would they be canceled? Would they be made to shut up? Would they have to change the way they provide, quote-unquote, humor and entertainment? That's a very good question. It's a very good question. But it does seem to be double messaging. It does seem to be hypocritical when you have all of the slogans on the football field and on the back of many of the players' helmets, and yet you have artists performing at the Super Bowl that have, you can say it for many people, disturbing lyrics, all right? And I talked about this last year before the halftime show, and I had some really good dialogue on my live show on Listen App. and a lot of people agreed. There were those that disagreed, but we had constructive Dialogue. We had actually conversation. Think about that in America. On my show, we were able to have a difference of opinion. We were able to listen to one another and maybe learn from the other individual that had a different point of view than maybe I had. And we were all better for it after spending a couple of days talking about this topic. Unfortunately, in America now, we don't have enough dialogue. We don't have enough conversation But when you talk about Roger Goodell and when you really talk about Adam Silver of the NBA, is there not a level of being hypocrites and double standards? I mean, again, as I'm recording this podcast, there's been nothing from the league office, nothing from Adam Silver, as it pertains to the disturbing video that was released by TMZ at the fight of the Golden State Warriors practice in which Draymond Green sucker-punched Jordan Poole, and of course, came out and apologized the same way he came out and apologized after calling Kendrick Perkins, former NBA player and ESPN analyst, a racial slur. It almost seems like, boy, if you apologize now, that's all it takes. But yet there were many other people that commit stupid acts or do things that they wish they had not done, and they apologized, and in many instances, the apologies are sincere and heartfelt and they get destroyed. You know, I believe in saying I'm sorry. I believe that we should accept people's apologies unless it happens over and over and over again. If you continue to get in trouble and you continually say I'm sorry, to me, eventually, that falls on deaf ears. It does on mine. It goes in one ear and out the other, okay? When I see Antonio Brown who is just an absolute disturbing individual, when you look at all of his heinous acts, apologize when he steps over the line, his apologies mean absolutely nothing to me. Draymond Green's apologies really are losing their effect on me because he is apologizing way too often. But again, I haven't met a perfect person yet. I've seen perfect people on social media, but I don't know them. I haven't met them. But based on their tweets, They're perfect. And I always say, good for them. And I also have said, I would love to meet some of those people on Twitter that are perfect people. I would love to be able to break bread with them. I would love to be able to spend a couple of hours with them and find out what makes them so perfect and so immune to making mistakes. I think that would be a phenomenal night of education. And I would like to record it so I could put it out for everyone to see what it's like to be a perfect person. So when a individual does something wrong, and they make a mistake, and they want to come out and apologize, I look at the individual's track record. And in many instances, I accept their apology, and I move on. But I don't accept apologies time after time after time after time. Enough is enough already. But I wanted to bring this up because I'm so tired of seeing the social justice messaging in the NFL, the hypocritical league, the double standards and Roger Goodell, who just curls up in a little ball and allows his owners to make all of their billions of dollars. And yet there are some disturbing things that continue to go on, on the field and off the field, but no problem. We have, it takes all of us and end racism on our field. So that makes us able to pound our chests and say, look at us. We are doing things the right way. And I say to that, what a freaking joke. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around Additional charge. Get it off your chest with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash grant today to get ten percent off your first month. That's better help slash grant. Let's now get to our crowd ultra QA. Just go to CrowdUltra.com and maybe I will answer your question right here on my podcast. Alan wants to know, does Draymond Green temporarily leaving the team help the situation at all? Probably. It probably does. I think it is going to be a circus when he comes back to the team, which could be today. I'm not even sure about that. But, yeah, I think it helps. Absolutely. Let's things simmer down a little bit. Mike wants to know, are you a fan of this new MLB wildcard format? I am. I think it's great. It's much better than the one-game elimination, and I think the team with the better record should have all the games at home. So, yeah, Mike, I am. I really am. Kevin wants to know, do you agree with Tom Brady saying there's a lot of bad football being played in the NFL right now? There sure as hell is. There's a lot of bad teams, Kevin. There's a lot of bad football being played. I mean, last Thursday was as bad as any game that we've seen in a long time, right? I mean, how bad was the game between the Broncos and the Colts? I think that's what Tom Brady's referring to. So, absolutely. And I would think Tom Brady's team's part of that as well. They've been playing a lot of bad football in many instances as well. So, I do agree with him. Jake wants to know, why do you think Russell Wilson is playing so much worse than he normally does? You know, Jake, I don't think Russell Wilson played well last year. You know, now he's dealing with an injury. Uh, I think his skill set started to go down uh, when he was in Seattle, and I think Denver just got him on the downward side of his career based on what I'm seeing. Brandon wants to know, is Bleacher Report right saying Baker Mayfield isn't starting quarterback quality sure as hell looks like that brendan i mean it sure looks like that he's been dreadful and now he's hurt he's been absolutely awful ernie wants to know Are the eagles going to keep this up for the remainder of the season no ernie they're not going to go 17 and oh so i would say no they're not going to keep this up for the remainder of the season chase asks: would you have fired matt rule now i would have fired him last year Uh, first of all it was a mistake Another example of be careful when you go into the college ranks and bring someone in to be a head coach in the National Football League. There's a big difference. A big difference. Josh from Salt Lake City. How many wins are the Jazz going to have this season? Josh, I will say they're going to have 37 wins and make the play-in tournament. That's how I look at it with the Utah Jazz. Hey, if you want to hear your question answered on my next podcast, just go to crowdultra.com. It's easy to follow and you can ask me a question. And if I get time, I'll be very happy to answer it right here on this platform. It's time for Fred Fred. Hey, I want to tell you about a new flashlight that is going to be coming out onto the market very soon. All right. It is the Zoom 180 from Full Spectrum Lighting. I have seen this flashlight, and I will tell you that it will absolutely blow you away. You will have never seen anything like this. You don't have to move the light from the left to the right and point where you want it. It will illuminate 180 degrees in front of you with a huge depth of field. It's going to blow you away. It blew me away. And the reason why I'm talking about this on my podcast is because when it is available to you, you're going to go, I need to have this flashlight. It's unbelievable. This is a teaser. It's coming your way. And when you see it, you're going to go, how do I order that, Nate Pierre? How do I order that? Stay tuned. It's coming up right around the corner. Well, what a game last night in Kansas City with the Raiders losing by a point and a very controversial decision by Josh McDaniels going for two after the Raiders final touchdown, which would have put them up by a point. Instead, they ended up going back on defense down a point and they got to stop. They got the football back. And as we know, they were not able to get in the field goal range. The problem with McDaniels decision is that there was four minutes and 27 seconds left on the clock. This wasn't Brian Dable in week one at Tennessee, all right? This was too much time on the clock, all right? It doesn't make sense to go for two there with 427 left, knowing that Kansas City is going to get the ball back. I mean, at that point, you kick the extra point, all right? You kick the extra point. Too much time on the clock. That wasn't like a win or go home type of a play, all right? I mean, it was just terrible. I don't understand what we're seeing in the National Football League. I mean, Brandon Staley going forward on fourth down from his own 46 Sunday with a minute 14 left and up by two. The Chargers were lucky that the Browns missed a game attempt winning field goal. I mean, what the hell is going on? All right. What the hell is going on with some of these coaches decision? No need to go for two there. And guess what the final score was? Yeah. Bad decision. By Josh McDaniels and yeah you can always look back and say hindsight is twenty twenty. but with 427 left in that situation kick the extra point and tie the game bad decision Raiders 1-4 and four, and for all intents and purposes their season is over and that's my rant for today and that is my podcast for today have yourself a fabulous day and don't forget to join me tomorrow on my YouTube channel if you don't like that with Grant Napier We'll have Jerry Reynolds on. So long, everybody.
1: plus. 18 plus.